The market slowdown in the past few years left a lot of flippers in big trouble. According to Redfin, in March of this year, a staggering one in five house flippers lost money flipping. That is insane. Now, Redfin defines a flipper as someone who bought and sold a home within a nine-month period. And check this out. One out of five flippers sold for less than they purchased those homes. Think about that. A flipper bought a house for, let's say, $365,000 and then sold it for, let's say, $350,000. That 20% figure is not even accounting for rehab costs, closing costs, or financing costs. That's just flippers who sold for less than they bought. How many flippers sold for more than the purchase price but still lost money after factoring in rehab and other costs? The real number of flippers who lost money must be staggering. And some markets suffered worse than others. Phoenix was the hardest hit market in March. Just over 30% of homes sold by investors lost money. Phoenix was followed by Las Vegas at 28%, Jacksonville, Florida at 21%, Sacramento, California at 20%, and Charlotte, North Carolina at 17.4%. So let's try to wrap our heads around what this data even means. You might be wondering, how is it even possible for a flipper to sell for less than the purchase price? Let's do some simple math. Let's say that I'm a flipper and I buy a house to flip that I end up selling for $350,000. Well, to sell that house, I'm going to pay, let's say, 9% in closing fees, which includes commissions to agents. And most flippers finance their deals using hard money and or private money, which using average rates comes to approximately 6% of the sale price. We call that carrying cost. Then there's rehab costs. Now, rehabs vary from house to house, but let's just say that a basic rehab is 10% of the sale price or about $35,000. That means just to break even flipping this house that I sold for $350,000, not making a penny in profit, I would need to have bought it for $262,500. But the data shows that one in five flippers paid more than the eventual sale price. Let's say in our example, they paid $365,000, but then ended up selling it for $350,000. That's almost a $100,000 difference. So how did one in five flippers miss the boat so badly? Well, let's take a look at recent history. Flipping has been very popular in the past few years. According to Adam data, 407,000 single-family homes and condos in the United States were flipped in 2022. That was up 14% from 2021 and up 58% from 2022. That's the highest since at least 2005. The number of homes flipped by investors in 2022 represented 8.4% of all home sales, which is also the largest figure since at least 2005. And I can see why. At the peak of the pandemic, flipping houses was insanely profitable. In June of 2022, Redfin reported that the average flipper spread between the price they purchased the home compared to the price they sold the home was $199,000. Another way to look at that spread is flippers sold their deals for 68% more than they purchased those homes. Again, that's not net profit because it doesn't take into account cost of rehab, financing cost, or closing cost. But still, with record low interest rates and prices going up like crazy, flippers killed it during the pandemic. So what happened? Well, because it was so easy to make money flipping, the market was flooded with what are called speculative investors, or spec investors for short. A spec investor is much different than a traditional flipper. Spec investors buy with cash, don't do any improvements, wait six months betting the market will keep going up, then cash out and make a profit. The problem with spec investing is it works great until it doesn't work great. 
It's like playing musical chairs and the music suddenly stops when the market corrects, leaving one in five spec investors without a chair to sit in. So where does that leave us now? Well, the spec investors are long gone, but what about traditional flippers? You know, investors who bought a distressed house, fixed it up and resold it for top price. How badly did they lose? Well, it's not for certain because there is no way to figure out rehab costs, financing costs and closing costs, but we can pretty much back into the numbers. Let's look at our example again. If this represents a typical flip and I sold it for $350,000 after paying closing costs, carrying costs, and a modest rehab, I would have needed to buy this house for $262,500 just to break even. Paying anything over $262,000 on the purchase would result in losing money. Well, buying for $262,000 and selling for $350,000 would be a 24% gross profit margin. Now, according to Adam data, the average gross profit margin in 2022 was 26.9%, representing the smallest investment return since at least 2005. I think it's safe to say that many traditional flippers didn't do so well as of late. In fact, Redfin reported that investor purchases declined a record 46% year over year in the fourth quarter of 2022. Spec investors are gone, and so are many traditional flippers who overpaid and lost money. Now, I actually saw this coming and predicted it here on my channel. At the height of the market, I saw flippers, by and large, not following the fundamentals of flipping. They were overpaying for properties, thinking that the market was going to keep going up forever. On November 10th, 2021, when the market was red hot, I released a video titled, Real estate house flippers, stop being so stupid. If you're a real estate flipper, stop being so stupid. Now on that video, I predicted that flippers who were overpaying were going to fail miserably. Take a listen to what I said. And you are a ticking time bomb. You're a train wreck about to happen. Put nicely, you are not following sound business practices. Put bluntly, you're being stupid and you will eventually fail and go out of business and end up working at Dairy Queen. Now, I went on to explain on that video that if you're going to flip houses, you have to follow the fundamentals. I explained that the smart way to flip houses is to use accurate historical data to establish the value of a property and then factor in all of the costs associated with flipping a house and then build in a healthy profit margin that gives you some room for error. This is known as the 70% formula. And on that video, I went on to explain that flippers who weren't following the traditional 70% formula were going to lose big when the market corrects. Take a listen to what I said. When the music stops, AKA the market corrects, and it will, you are going to lose and lose big. I'm seeing flippers buying at 80% and even 85%. What are you doing? Anything above 70% is shooting yourself in the foot. Look, if you wanna gamble your family's financial future, go risk it all trading crypto. But this is real estate where you can follow specific time-tested principles that will most certainly give you a return on investment. Here's the bottom line. If you're flipping houses and not strictly following the 70% formula, when the market corrects, you will be left without a chair to sit on. Okay, so what exactly is the 70% formula? The 70% formula means that the total cost to purchase and rehab a house is at a max of 70% of the fixed up retail value called after repair value. Now let's put some numbers to this so you can understand better. Let's say that you're looking at a deal that has an after repair value or ARV of 350,000. That's the price a retail buyer will pay after it's fixed up. And let's say that to get 350,000, you would need to spend 35,000 fixing it up. 
The 70% formula means that you would need to be all in with the purchase and repairs for 70% of $350,000, which is $245,000. And since the rehab cost is $35,000, you would need to buy it for no more than $210,000. Here's the math formula that you live and die by. You take ARV times 70%, less repairs equals buy price. So 350,000 times 70% minus 35,000 for repairs is 210,000 as the buy price. Now let me break it down further so it's crystal clear why you should follow the 70% formula when flipping houses. Let's look at the remaining 30% that you take right off the top with every deal. That 30% covers three things. The first is closing costs. This includes all of the fees, including commissions to buy the deal and resell it later. So of the 30%, we factor about 9% of the ARV to cover closing costs. The second thing allocated in the 30% is carrying costs. This is the cost to carry the capital to do the deal. It's the financing cost for the purchase and repairs. Of the 30%, we factor about 6% of ARV for carrying costs. So closing costs and carrying costs make up 15%. And the thing is, closing costs and carrying costs are fairly fixed expenses. There's not much wiggle room there. The remaining 15% of ARV is allocated to profit. So let's apply these percentages to our deal example. Remember, we have an ARV of 350,000. We bought the property for 210,000. We spent 35,000 on the rehab. That leaves the remaining 30% or 105,000 left. Of that 30% or 105,000, we budgeted 9% or 31,500 to cover the commissions and closing costs. We budgeted 6% or 21,000 to cover the carrying cost. And that leaves us with a balance of 15% or 52,500 for net profit on the deal. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, go back and watch that again. One final thought about the 70% formula. The reason why successful flippers live and die by the 70% formula is because they understand that when you come out of formula, the only place to make up the difference is your profit. And again, that's because, like I said, closing costs are fairly fixed at 9% and carrying costs are pretty much 6% and the rehab is the rehab. The only place you can take from when you go out of formula and overpay is the profit. The 70% formula gives you a 15% profit budget. That's smart and safe because in the event unforeseen things happen, such as it doesn't sell for as much or you go over budget, which happens all the time, you have enough margin of error to hopefully still make a profit. Here's the business model that I want you to adapt when it comes to flipping. Write this down. In the event I screw up the deal, I still make a profit. I want your worst case scenario to be that you don't make as much money not you lose thousands of dollars. And that's why you should only do deals at the 70% formula. And that's why you're seeing legit flippers who are still in the market today are following the 70% formula and some are even buying at 65%. So are the golden days of making big money flipping houses over? Hardly. There is and will always be a buyer in the market who will pay top price for a renovated home. Now, I flip houses right through the 2008 market crash, and I'll continue to flip houses regardless of what the market does. The key is learning how and getting good at it. Now, I recommend you get my comprehensive training program called 8-Week Academy. Best of all, I'll give it to you for free. Just go to 8weekacademy.com. And if you're really serious about building a six and even seven figure income wholesaling and flipping houses, check out my advanced mentor program called Fast Track. For more information, just go to fasttrackwithjerry.com and I'll see you on the next video.